0: Follow us on patreon.com forward slash strangebedfellows. You will have to enter that in because the fact that we are adult content means that we have agreed to make ourselves unsearchable on their website. My name is Elle and I'm a sex educator.
1: My name is Jen and I'm a private investigator.
0: We want to learn more about ourselves.
1: I'm like the boring vanilla one over here that's like, I don't do anything, but I'm cu- I'm curious.
0: And the fact that we're both sex workers means that we have insight into things taboo.
1: Trigger warning, if you're easily upset by this stuff, maybe take a break.
0: I have a feeling this is gonna be weird.
1: Sex and politics make for some very strange bedfellows.
0: We are talking. Great. Uh, how was your trip Jen? My trip was awesome. <laughs> how is your pussy Jen?
1: My pussy is doing a lot better um, now that I've given it a break for a couple days. Mm-hmm. Things seem to be going back to normal. It's no longer like I have I don't know hornets living. <laughs> living in there? <laughs> yeah hornets living in my pussy.
0: Well so Jen you had a long long dry spell like as period of inactivity i
1: did i think so my last relationship we broke up in august and only
0: august i thought it was longer
1: no it was only august like the beginning of august um okay so only a couple months only a couple months and i really god i was thinking but i only dated that guy for like seven Mm -hmm. or eight months since the christmas before Mm -hmm. so i guess that's like almost it was only a couple Okay. It was that long, but like the sex petered out really quick. So we weren't really doing it a lot, like the last month
0: mm-hmm.
1: of mm-hmm. that yeah. relationship. And like, it wasn't, I don't know. I was like, he, all right, <laughs> fuck <it>. I'm just <laughs> so, going to drag this dude. F- I don't care. But it was like he basically, so we would kind of make out for a second and then I would go down on him mm-hmm. and then he would fuck me. Ugh, and boring. it was just kind of the point it was like that was how the last two months of sex were and it was just like i'd be i'd Every be sitting there thinking like how long are is it gonna be before you touch me like i shouldn't have to ask you to touch me like ugh. you know i was just
0: oh so ugh. that was like so he wasn't going down on you no he
1: like stopped doing anything that was focused on my pleasure ugh. and I, I just almost started to feel like you know like he was using me like like going to the bathroom, like oh, I need uh, to get off. Type, time to you come. know. yeah, right. Yeah. That's how it felt. So to go from that to and your... to, to nothing for a while, and then to you yeah. know have a new lover who was very, very, very attentive and like well, you very... also had like marathon sex
0: for a weekend. That's yeah, the well, yeah, point. yeah. You yeah, went from is somebody zero who to was Like
1: very, 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 very like focused on my pleasure, which was fucking awesome. So, so your pussy
0: got a lot of action. I guess the reason I'm bringing it up is because I'm excited for you yay but also you had (laughs) texted the group and you had asked for some (laughs) some remedies help you're like I want to keep going but it hurts right okay so if it wasn't
1: under such time constraints like I'm probably like not going to be seeing this person again
0: you live far away
1: yeah we, we live very far away from each other and I was like I don't really have the option to be like okay let's take a couple days off it's like no i need to literally and figuratively cram as much of this <laughs> as i can into a short period of possible as possible but yeah it did
0: get really really painful mm-hmm. what, what did we say i was like an ice pack t- like warm, soak bath. In warm bath did you do any of these things
1: i did well hot shower hot ice shower. pack i i didn't do um what i wish i had done is lube yeah oh my goodness i know but well okay so this is probably gonna be like a bit of an overshare but i was like on this show no (laughs) i know like (laughs) um i was so turned on and so wet anyway i didn't really feel like i needed lube Mm -hmm. because like it just wasn't stopping Mm -hmm. but at the same time i've you know was in so much pain down there that maybe a little bit extra could have helped mm-hmm. too yeah so. and i
0: i feel like it just probably um your body's like oh my god we have to keep doing this like i just i'm tired right like <laughs> stop cramming things in there cramming them <laughs> just you know, good old cram hole good old yep <laughs> that's that would be something your ex-boyfriend would say <clears throat> oh, God, Ugh. you know, I, fuck. <laughs> I always seem to run into him and we we share the same grocery store
1: and Ugh. I always I know. Right. But I refused. At first, I was like, OK, like I should find another grocery store because I really hate having these like awkward bullshit. Conversations, especially after I've gone no contact. You know, I've been like, I don't want to be in contact with you, but Mm -hmm. I'm still going to be nice if we run into each other. Mm -hmm. But I always run into him at the grocery store Mm. when I'm looking my worst. When I was like buying flu medicine a couple weeks ago and was like, no makeup and like, Plastered in fever sweat and wearing like mustard stained sweat, like that's when I run into. I don't run into him when I'm buying wine with the gorgeous lover who's come in from out of town. <laughs> but, but yeah, I I only run into this person that I kind of just buy is like when I'm looking my absolute fucking worst. But I really don't care, store. you know. Whatever. Yeah, it's
0: okay to care too. Um, so. What else did we recommend, too, for anyone else is like, I want to know about sore pussy help? What did John suggest? Probably ibuprofen. Yeah. Something to take the swelling down. An
1: anesthesiologist. (sighs) Maybe. not. kidding. (laughs) What did I say?
0: I said, time to do anal.
1: (laughs) Right. I think uh, he's a little too big. Is he too thick for that? To to do that.
0: That's a downside of really wide dicks for me. Like, I'm just not that anally proficient. Like... I stop at a very standard circumference sized penis so like well can't do that with you I feel like I know all
1: right we might have to edit this out but I'm like I feel like that's kind of maybe one of the benefits of dating somebody who's smaller Mm -hmm. is anal is something you can then do enthusiastically Mm -hmm.
0: oh way more easily oh yeah no I've felt that way before I have had the thought where I was like, oh, this person's dick is so much smaller, I can do anal like no problem, and it's going to feel great. Right, And I might not even, okay, bite my tongue for what I'm about to say, but because I'm being honest, I've had the thought where I'm like, I won't even need lube. I can just use saliva. Like, (laughs) there's not going to be that much friction, and that is a plus size to having a smaller penis, absolutely.
1: Well, oh, well, also too, I think that that's maybe one of the advantages of being with somebody – uncircumcised mm. because they were an old partner who was uncircumcised we were discussing maybe whether we were going to do anal or not and mm. they said well if it makes you feel if it's a selling point he was like i'm not circumcised so that makes it anal a little easier and i was like how and he was like you know like those water willies that he goes it's kind of like that like like it moves, but the skin doesn't move, you know? Like, mm-hmm. so it, mm-hmm. there you go.
0: There's that, which I didn't even think about. I'm coming from uh, <laughs> such a person who's always <laughs> thinking about rape. Just, oh me, just thinking about rape, talking about it. Um, but really someone with foreskin, it they're more likely to tear their own foreskin So some people say that and obviously this doesn't prevent rape because look at the HIV transmissions in Africa where it's like adults giving it to small children Mm. um, and they're doing that like there's a lot of sexual assault and rape there. So that's part of the reason the HIV rates are so prevalent, especially among youth. Um, But someone with a foreskin is more likely to tear it and then more likely to be gentle. And Mm -hmm. just like aware and go slowly. So, I'm not saying that like having a foreskin prevents you from being a rapist. I'm saying having a foreskin encourages you to perhaps be a better sex partner. Like a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Man, the things I say that could be taken out of context. (laughs) I mean,
1: people. I definitely wouldn't let anyone fuck me in the ass who wasn't very, 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 very considerate about how they fuck me in the vaginas Mm -hmm. because yeah you don't want somebody who's gonna be like oh sorry who just like pounds away on your ass and it's like oh sorry I just couldn't
0: help myself yeah but sometimes sometimes have you ever not discovered that that guy you're having sex with was that kind of guy until you were already in the moment and you're like "Uh uh-oh now (laughs) I have to just let you do what you want or it's gonna be a confrontational sexual assault. Oh yeah Which is I, why people I, been, don't speak up. I've
1: been there, but not but not with butt sex. Not I mean, butt because sex. butt That's sex good. is like so you know, I think even when you're like trying to do it slowly and nicely with me, it really fucking hurts. And I can take about a half half a tip <laughs> in before I'm like, oh it burns. Take it out. Half a mushroom. Yeah. <laughs> Just the tip. Um mm-hmm. but no, I've definitely had like drunken hookups that were going wrong and that i wanted to stop but mm-hmm. i thought well maybe i ought not maybe it might be safer if i just kind of sat this one out yep you know in yeah. my head and you oh know. yeah how so. many
0: hey how many of us have done that <laughs> uh you just can... gone
1: somewhere else yeah <laughs> well
0: you're in the middle of a really unpleasant sexual encounter. yeah regrettable sex um, or sexual assault. It's really hard. It's really interesting. I forget sometimes that I, I wish I could just like hop into other people's brains and see their perspective. Cause now when people at work are pushing my boundaries, not now, but in the last couple of years, I try to like immediately sit where they are in my mind and think, do they know they're pushing they're, on a boundary? Right?
1: Are you fucking stupid? Like, are you not noticing that I'm not making eye contact and that I stopped some- touching your back and that my hands are like this and that I'm like, uh-
0: but some How people do don't not, have that awareness or do they
1: like it i think one right. of that too i'm like maybe they notice
0: they don't give a shit they don't yeah. care or they are
1: enjoying it more
0: i think the point is to be a little more positive i guess we especially when we've been through so much trauma like we invent story based mm. on what we've experienced. So what I try to do is if someone's like doing something that I'm like, no, that's wrong and this is why. Like really light, silly example. I went to a sauna last night. It's a clothing optional place. If you sit on the sauna, like bare ass, put your towel down, don't do a bare ass. And I remember this guy uh, just plopped down and I knew I could tell that he like hadn't been there before. So I wasn't as angry. I was like, he's not doing it to be offensive. I think he just doesn't know. Right. Um, But like- also when other people come into the sauna, it's nice to to move, to shuffle if you need to fit more bodies in there. And some people don't have that awareness because I tapped the guy next to me and I wouldn't usually do that, but he needed to move or else three other people couldn't come in. And he just like really wasn't aware. And I thought, wow, it's nice because one of the people coming in said thank you to me. And I thought that guy didn't have the awareness because he's here to relax and he's checked out. So I think a lot of lap dance customers, they have no idea when we're experiencing like a fight or flight reaction. right? You know, so I try I encourage sex workers to try to, when something starts spinning you out based on shit you've experienced. Like if you see a cell phone and people take pictures in the club, try not to invent story, but be like, okay, what's actually happening right, right now?
1: Even though I have, I will say cell phones are even more so than somebody saying something gross or being handsy during a dance cell phones are for me that's an immediate i'm gonna cause a scene trigger leaning over the rack going get that fucking thing out of my fucking face get somebody get him get them now you know if they're pointing it at you yeah
0: okay yeah that absolutely or if
1: i think you or if i think you've done it and tried to be sneaky like god i've seen girls hop off the stage and butt naked and go (sighs) grab people's cell phones like
0: (laughs) That's like the worst. That's like the worst. If you've ever seen me do that, please write to Pillow Talk at (laughs) StrangeWayPillowsPDX.com. I do that all the time. Luckily, I work in a club where I can do that. Um, We have some personal freedoms there to kind of like regulate. Um, This is a good opportunity to talk about stripper shit in the club. Update. Remember, so previously you and I were talking about employee status versus independent contractor status for strippers. And I had spoken to a couple of women working as strippers in San Francisco deja vu clubs because they're a chain. They're all over the world. But apparently the San Francisco ones recently, as of I think it was November 4th, 2018, or very close to that, made the switch where all of their strippers are now recognized as employees Um, tax wise, (laughs) which is.
1: So this is all of California. Is Is it? it? I don't know. And I
0: don't know. And please write to us because I I honestly have not been able to find. I haven't looked into it. I don't. There's a million freaking clubs and I get a hundred gazillion messages. And again, always thinking about rape. So I'm I'm (laughs) not caught up on on the current. Living that rape life now. Living that rape life. Oh, God. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'll talk about the uh, him him to protest. Uh, that I went to uh, we'll talk about that later so I spoke with a couple women who are working in or were working in San Francisco deja vu clubs one of them said she says I'm moving I can't I can't work anymore uh, so what they've done is now the tax reporting has changed quite a bit and I'm going to read directly from the messages this is the conversation I had with her and she gave consent for this to be shared We are employees now and will make $15 an hour plus benefits. This is what they're doing to the dance fees. First $150 we make in dances, they take. If we make $250 to $400 in dances, they take 60%. $400 in dances and above, they take 40%. Then they deduct the taxes from our sales and pay us that. Also, we don't get business expenses anymore. I don't know what that means. Like, I don't know if that means you can't claim your, your costs, like your makeup, your, your clothing, as right. deductions anymore. Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like that. I feel like that but, is inaccuracy, but I'm reading but, that verbatim. So <clears throat> another woman says, they pay us after a two-week period, like 30% of what we made that night after taxes. The club keeps the first 150 we make. Then and this is the same. Then forty percent of the next four hundred, not including that one hundred and fifty, then sixty percent of the next six hundred dollars. So basically I won't take home more than three hundred dollars unless I am tipped over a thousand.
1: Jesus fucking Christ. Mm-hmm. I mean I would just never sell dan I mean, what's the point?
0: Yeah, honestly. I mean
1: it's there's no incentive for you to hustle at yeah. all unless they're threatening to fire you over not making your quota, but
0: yeah so please any strippers around the country in california in san francisco please update us because these things are always changing if you're listening down the road and it's not 2018 anymore this could be old information you know, but here's, isn't this terrible they're doing this here's the thing <laughs> is like i know that um
1: i know that there's some people you know if you're working the day shift at a shitty club 15 dollars an hour like might seem like a step up but i feel like a better what would be usually the problem the bigger problem though is when you're not making any money but you also have to tip out a bunch of fucking people and pay a bunch of ridiculous house fees like if clubs would just get rid of that shit i don't think that we would be squawking Mm -hmm. about getting paid hourly as much you know what
0: this might do is it's going to really hurt the top earners which is perhaps why we bristle because as independent workers you know that's the money we were given um but to the women who don't make very much, yeah, this might seem like a safety net.
1: But there also, too, do you think to the women, ugh, this is going to sound really fucking horrible, um, but maybe the women that aren't working very much and making very much might not
0: ugh, be suited to the work. Might not that be com-
1: suited to the work. And let me tell you what, the bosses are not, they're not going to pay you and they're not going to hire you. Um, when I talk to an owner of a club I was working at when people were making noises about this here, he was like, let me tell you what will happen if I, if I have to start paying a wage. And he was like, there will be, you know, the best of you will work. I decide when you work. And that's, it's a classless
0: issue for sure. It, I mean, it's always been, look, if you have a club with 50 girls, there's going to be 30 or 40 that are given the garbage shifts that nobody wants to work. And they're going to be, Book to work doubles sometimes triples sometimes five shifts a week and these can be single parent mothers too who are actually paying for child care in order to come to work and then you're going to have the show ponies which I've belonged to that group because I know with my status in the city I can get booked almost anywhere I want that's not fair to a lot of people that's how it is and I understand that and I understand that privilege but again yeah that's he's absolutely right because the clubs they're not going to be able to afford the girls so they'll just get rid of the ones they don't care about in the first place and then keep the show ponies around so it's definitely a different business model Um, but if also if you're working um, in any of these clubs and you like how this has impacted you please tell us yeah
1: I mean, I guess, I mean, I have been really fortunate that, I mean, up up until a couple years ago, I was a show pony. So, I greatly benefited from that, too. Now, I'm more of an aging show pony that's been put out to pasture, and I really clean up on the, man, I made, like, 350 bucks on the day shift yesterday, on the Saturday morning shift. That's good. Yeah, it was great, like, and I feel like that always happens to me now on, like, opens and mid-shifts, like... Older but- guys like me, I have stuff to say to them. And they and people are so surprised when they come in and there's hot girls working during the day. They're like, yes. And they just go to the ATM machine and all their money comes out. And it's wonderful. But I also, you know, I work in a club that still even for, for any shifts has really, really high hiring standards. Like they generally won't hire you there unless you can work mm-hmm. nights too. Mm-hmm. And also they don't charge us exorbitant fees because they don't have to. Mm-hmm. I mean, usually when you work at night, I mean, I choose to tip out a lot of money,
0: mm-hmm. but yeah, no there's...
1: one, but if you have a bad night, you're paying 10 bucks and that's, that's it. You right. Know? And, you're
0: saying there's so. more incentive for us, the dancers to tip the staff that facilitates sure. everything I, I if never, we get to keep more I money. I never
1: feel like I w- I've never at least at that club felt like I was getting
0: hosed by the club that's nice you know what
1: I mean and that's that's fucking important and that takes the sting out of a $30 shift
0: I won't go into it too deeply but there's also everybody go look it up I'm not a legal expert but there was a lawsuit uh, called Dynamex and it came up with a three-pronged test to judge if workers are employees or independent contractors and prong B specifically applies to strippers And I'm not going to read legalese, but basically prong prong B says that the worker performs work that um, they typically wouldn't do anywhere else in that venue. (laughs) So because the clubs are like, oh, you're a stripper. This is a strip club. Wrong. There's independent parties like people do their own bachelor parties. It's not that they only perform that work in the strip club. I mean, there's a stage. It's a little bit different, but it seemed like a way to really kind of like stick it to the, the gig economy worker again Mm -hmm. just another way it's it's coming up with drivers too uber and lyft drivers so and the trump tax guy says he wants a new tax policy that is different for gig workers anyway so all that stuff is changing we'll see how it
1: goes well we got the house now so we'll see
0: (laughs) attention service and sex industry workers seeking space yoga is dedicated to providing a holistic option for after your shift with new 3am and 4am class times. Seeking Space is rooted in empathy and they've combined creative flows and experienced teachers to provide a safe, inviting space for any and all wishing to find peace on the mat. Need a little motivation? They are offering 10% off on all memberships and packages for those in the industry. Visit SeekingSpaceYoga.com or download the Seeking Space Yoga app for more information and a full list of class times. If you're looking to jazz up a jacket, bag, or just your fine self, our friends at Gimme Flare have everything you could possibly need. Gimme Flare is the largest online retailer of pins and patches that range from the cute and sweet to the snarky and slutty. They are sex positive, queer friendly, and aim to crush mental health stigma, all with fun flair from around the globe. Check out gimmeflare.com to browse items from over 250 plus artists. Strange Bedfellows is also brought to you by Black Bulb Podcast. If you've ever wondered about the deeper meaning behind some of today's art, why not hear from the artists themselves? Your hosts, Alex and Ben, collect influential artists of the West Coast to discover how they seek inspiration, how they handle mental health, and how to make a living as an artist in today's digital world. All discussed on Black Bulb Podcast. That's black like the color and bulb like a light bulb.
1: <laughs> Welcome back to Strange Bedfellows. Elle received this very lovely unsolicited letter. Um, from, uh, God. I mean, Let's call I, him
0: Mike. From Mike. Ugh. <sighs> <sighs> Can I just say, like, okay, let me just preface this by saying that some people will get this, why it's inappropriate, and some people won't. And if at first you don't, trust me, I will explain why. Go ahead, Jen. All
1: right. Hi, Elle. I randomly ran across your info and wanted to reach out. I'm a writer in San Diego, and I've recently been told by several females that my erotic writing appeals to them, so I'm endeavoring to turn that into a paying gig. I appreciate any feedback you might offer because you identify as a writer in addition to stripper and educator. So I believe we might have a common ground for communicating on that front. I'd love any advice on tapping more fully into the female audience. I I really want you to help me make money off them. (laughs) Um, Sorry. Um, Embracing all gender identities and sexual preferences, promoting body body positivity and any number of other sexual sexuality related socially conscious topics please do the work for me I have no online presence in pornography or sexuality regardless of audience but I would love to take advantage of yours and I'm also interested sorry I'm (laughs) sticking these in here and I'm also interested in making connections or even partnering with those who do and using
0: their work and social capital people Uh, aren't going to know what's the letter and what you're I'm sorry maybe they'll know
1: I'm sure you get messages all the time requesting input, advice, or even business help, and I recognize you don't have any good reason to become involved with me. Yep. Um, With that, that's the first astute fucking observation you have made in this letter, buddy. Sir. Um, Sir. With that that in mind, I'd be happy to provide some of my work, no obligation to you, for a limited time. (laughs) Uh, a limited time only, <laughs> so that you can use them to evaluate the value of my skill set. I look forward to hearing from you. <laughs> oh, Mike! So he did hear from me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, so look, people don't learn when you really, really tear them a new assholes. So I like <laughs> gently massaged it before I put the medicine in. <laughs> Um, I said I don't identify as a writer. I'm a published writer. That's actually condescending to me, in a way. Um,
1: Your cute little writing pro. You
0: know, you, yeah. Like I said, you know, um, I would suggest you begin by not referring to co- collectively to women as females. Um, I don't, I don't hate when people use the term female. Um, I'm not trying to make it a negative word, but in this case, it sounds like we're a breed. <laughs> um females but aren't you though female yeah so don't call us females um i told him that the majority of erotica that's ever been written was by men heterosexual men and presumably we don't need any more but if you think you have stuff that anyone might want to see go to this company which they won't want him but i referred him to one because who knows um, at least he can look around and see what what is out there.
1: Now, so much erotica has been written by heterosexual men and almost in a way to prepare women mm. for the fantasies of heterosexual men. Like, oh, like they learn more about what's going to please their partner than they do mm-hmm. about their own desire. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm really
0: offended.
1: I, man, I just the get limited really... Time. <laughs> Sorry,
0: no, no, no. The lim- no, don't. <laughs> yeah, say- that's <laughs> the limited time one. I'm like, oh, really? What? Is there? Are you gonna send Are me? You're a- like
1: a made for TV infomercial.
0: <sighs> like, I get it. You can send a file that will go away in a- in some days. I do that. I do that when I sell porn. Um, like, hey, and I tell people, I say, download this within nine days if you want to keep it. So I'm like, <laughs> but then I still thought of like Mission Impossible music. Like, oh, cool, I get to read his writing, but like within a limited time. And I'm not going to give you fucking feedback, dude. That's what editors do. Like, that is what paid editors do. Well, it's just like, it's
1: like when you ask a black person, like, how can I be, can you explain to me, like, why this is.
0: Yeah. How do I, how do I write a TV hit sitcom that will appeal to your people, to blacks, to females? Yeah. You know, it just
1: feels like it's just asking someone else to do the the work for you. Yeah.
0: He did apologize. okay. Um, Okay he he did apologize and he said that he will he will uh take that information as far as uh saying women instead of females and he also said that he didn't mean to be condescending but that he um he thought that saying that I identified it it gave it more like credence for some reason like if you identify as this, then it like means something to you. And it's just like, no, yeah, dude, no. Maybe
1: he's just wrong. Maybe he's just misguided. I think he just, yeah.
0: Oh, he's certainly misguided.
1: And like, maybe not the total turd that I'm <laughs> making him out to be. Sorry, Mike. Oh,
0: sorry, I got all jittery again.
1: Um, Women and people of color to do shit for you. <laughs> that You're you like, can I'm, do for yourself. Like,
0: I'm just going to throw that in there. You're like, I'm assuming you do this to black people, too. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, I wanted to, before we go into listener questions, so I saw this meme that um, a friend of mine who's not in the industry, they sent to me, and it was a screenshot of a person I used to follow, but I actually stopped following them. It's another stripper. I stopped following them because they made so many, like, cutting off dick art memes, and that's okay, super fucking sex negative to me. So I... Stopped. So I wake up and, I'm, and it's like it looks like a Venn diagram and it's like showing all these things. It's like hot garbage, vacuums, people who suck, babies, poop, strip club customers is like in the middle or something. And so it really, really, really irritates me. And I wasn't mad at my friend. It really irritates me when the people who work in our industry think that our clients are bad for engaging in the services that we provide that seems very sex negative and like contradictory to me.
1: I mean, yeah, that's my my money. I don't know, and I have some wonderful regular customers. I meet some wonderful people for. I mean, don't get me wrong, I don't work night shifts anymore, A, cuz I'm not <laughs> hot enough, but B because I can't Stop. handle I can't handle the young tourist crowds. Like those people can are hot garbage but not all strip club I don't even see those as the regular strip club customers though but
0: what's the again like what's what's wrong with somebody wanting to see a beautiful woman dancing and to give her money nothing Nothing so what are we saying so what yeah so I was I I messaged my friend back I was like "Eh, I actually hate this (laughs) they were very apologetic um but I just think that's something interesting when we go into the work like if you're going into the work and you already hate the person who's buying your service, like, God damn, that's going to make it harder for both of you. Yeah. You know?
1: I mean, I admit, I kind of feel that way when I when I see couples in the club. I'm oh like, God. fuck.
0: <laughs> I had so many awful no. couples the other night. So many. There was one that was hunched over each other like little golems for three hours like just pointing and whispering hard. I hate that shit. Oh God. And I could tell they, they had both had like quite a bit of um, plastic surgery, whatever the fuck you want to call it. You know, I've had procedures done too, but like, i was i was like wow they're so tense their body language is so tense they're not tipping anyone like maybe
1: they were on coke
0: they were definitely on coke
1: coke makes people so weird
0: but i was like wow these people are like just really insecure and yes sometimes people who have had a ton of plastic surgery procedures are really fucking insecure like because we didn't like what we saw didn't feel you know maybe valuable or lovable like the reason i have so many tattoos and i get shit done is like on my face and on my body is because I don't like a certain way that I look. So I
1: feel you. I have a lot of tattoos for the same reason. It's a way of exercising control over Mm -hmm. the things that you can't control with diet and exercise. Mm -hmm. I guess.
0: So it made Um, what I'm saying is it made me hate those people less. Right. I I was like, Oh, they're really insecure and they're here because they want to validate each other. And they're doing that by talking shit on us. That must be a really hard way to live. Uh, Fuck you. I still hate you. You didn't give me a dollar, but I hate you less.
1: (laughs) I hate you, but in a pitying kind of way. Yeah,
0: you're not you're not a total garbage. You're just a human.
1: And I feel God. And I feel bad. Like so. And I work with a lot of girls who actually really do. There's a couple of girls that I work with pretty regularly that are like the into couple who make who like mm-hmm. have that couples vibe and always end up like making shitloads of money off of hot couples. Mm-hmm. Like there's like three of them, and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, of course the couple came and like threw two hundred dollars on your stage because that's like. Because that's thing. her bread and butter. Yeah, that's right. like it's so weird. So I mean, I guess I don't want to shit on them too much because I'm like, just because they're not into me doesn't so mean that, you know, can I'm like I, that's fine, but
0: let me let me give a little like, I don't know, my stripper insider opinion. Cause hey, we never do that here. Um I think the women who appeal to couples a lot are really good at making usually the woman partner comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I am too aggressive to play that game you yeah know? I
1: don't want to work that hard and I I'm, don't want
0: to play fake lesbian that hard
1: I feel you and that, that's the other thing like I'm I hate it but I'm pretty straight and I think that like yeah women must be able to tell that
0: or you just don't want to work hard enough to have to fake it because it's exhausting you know
1: that being said I feel like actual lesbians like me interesting lesbians like me just fine
0: because you are unattainable. Oh, <laughs> <Aww. laughs> well, I like them. to think it's because
1: I have a good personality and big boobs, and I make you laugh. Well, yeah, but, but why um, wouldn't
0: other straight women like you then? I don't know. They just don't, though. Interesting. I don't know. Interesting.
1: But I've noticed that the the coworkers of mine that do also do well with couples, I I know are also into very into like these polyamorous lifestyles Mm, in real life too and have like dated couples. That's true. Have that dynamic. There's
0: certainly an attentiveness and I think like an interest that leads people to connect to certain customers. Right, yeah, Yeah,
1: and I definitely, I don't think give off that vibe at all. (laughs) Yeah, I can't
0: see how that would fit with your personality at all. No. 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 All right, so let's do some listener questions.
1: All righty. What do we got? Hmm.
0: Basically, after consulting doctors, family, friends, the internet, and even my doula, I feel I made the wrong choice as a parent. No excuses, I fucked up as a mom. With the Within the first 10 days, my child was alive. Now, I know that sounds kind of harsh, but what I did took away the utmost important thing a person needs to have, and that's consent. At 10 days old, I had him circumcised after letting his father make the choice whether or not we had the procedure done his father waited in the waiting room by the way which still boils my blood so first they strapped my kid to a fucking board talk about barbaric Uh, what happened from there was too gruesome to watch it wasn't until that moment that I thought it was wrong but by then it was too late as a mother now seeing and knowing that I won't get my next child's foreskin cut until they're old enough to decide much like I wouldn't pierce my daughter's ears until she's old enough to decide, I just feel like it should be up to them because it's their body. And as someone who's had sexual assault traumas, I think maybe if I had been taught different that it's my body, my choice, as young as infancy, with my ears even, it would have been different. Damn. So I'm not trying to make anybody feel bad if you had your kids circumcised because I told this person, you know, if I had had my baby born with a penis when I did... I might have had them circumcised because that's just what we do in this culture. And if you're not presented with enough information, it's hard to make decisions. I mean, this person says that they still like talked to doula and folks about it, but whatever you arrived at the decision you did, you regret it now, please don't beat yourself up about it. Um,
1: How do you discuss that eventually with your, your kid, when he is older, without making him feel bad. In what way? About his lack of a foreskin, if that makes any sense. Oh. Like, what?
0: I, you know, honestly. It seems like, to
1: me that that could possibly be the kind of like apology one day that goes wrong <laughs> and that makes somebody feel, you know, like.
0: You know, I would like to hear from parents on this who have maybe navigated this already or are thinking of how to because it's it's absolutely not the same. But if my daughter were ever to say, like, how come you have big boobs and I don't like genetics, right? I'll be like, oh, I had a surgery and I that's why. So, like, say if a child says, hey, we were learning about foreskins in school and you guys had mine, you know, off or whatever. Like, why did you do that? You can say honestly i regret it and that's just what we did or you know whatever whatever is true yeah, to but you but then
1: aren't they gonna feel bad that they have like a mutilated dick why would they, they feel might bad then,
0: i Cause, don't because i mean uh, what circumcised dicks are beautiful right
1: yeah no yeah. i mean i think so too i just think that it's like you it should be that maybe they won't think that there's anything
0: they might wrong
1: be, with it unless you bring it up and say i'm sorry i I did this to you Cause, yeah like, I mean maybe I wouldn't
0: w- I wouldn't bring it up I wouldn't bring okay. it up with the kid I would say if the kid comes forward and has questions about like why is my penis this way like I think that would only come up if they realized oh I didn't know number one that there was a difference which one do I have and then they come to the conclusion that okay my parents had me circumcised now the kids either gonna have feelings about it or they're not mm So, and I think that's so cultural and especially now we're circumcising way less than we have in a few decades prior. Um, But yeah, about 110 babies die every year due to circumcision complications.
1: Jeez, I didn't know that. That's a lot of babies.
0: Yeah. I mean, on the scale of like how many people die every day in America, it's, it's relatively low. You're more likely to choke on food. Um, while you're eating (laughs) and die that way. (laughs) But, But yes, certainly like 110 babies, which means parents and loved ones and everything every year. So if I have, God, again, bite my tongue. I'm not having any more children. But if I had one and it had a penis, I would not circumcise them now. But my child that was born six and a half years ago, if it had a penis, I might have circumcised them then. So if anybody else, we read this letter because if anybody else is feeling the way that this, person did we just wanted you to hear that all right all right so this one um, trigger warning sexual assault I would say if you're listening to this episode you can skip forward about 30 seconds starting now
1: I don't quite know how to really word this but I'll give it my best shot my boyfriend and I were having penetrative sex but I started hurting I asked him to stop but he didn't listen I was already in tears at this point I tried again physically by placing my hand on his hip, but every time I did, he would tell me, move your fucking hand. After the few times he said that, I feel like I mentally blacked out because nothing felt right at that point. It didn't stop until he attempted to flip me over and I curled up and began weeping silently. He comforted me momentarily, but we didn't have a conversation then and there. We just fell asleep. He didn't want to talk about it for a while, and when I was finally able to get him to listen, he seemingly invalidated my cessation of consent by becoming aggravated at the idea that he knowingly crossed my boundaries. I don't know what to think, and I'm just wholesomely conflicted with it all. I want to be able to approach him about it, and if possible, fix everything, but I also don't want my feelings and situational awareness to be invalidated again. Is there a possibility of resolution in my situation, and is this something
0: one could possibly forgive. I mean Dude, break up with this guy. He's gonna yeah. do it again. He's gonna do it again. And what if he's I mean, drunk? You were he's gonna crying be crying and he
1: like <laughs> told you to move your fucking hand. Like Yeah. That's not like how you treat somebody you care about. Even if you are like all wrapped up in the moment, you know, that's no. That's really mean and callous. Like they treated you in a callous way. And the fact that they won't even talk to you now about it now and they get without getting defensive is like a huge red flag yeah
0: because he knows he did something wrong
1: has the i'm assuming this this is not the first time that this has happened It very well could be the first
0: time yeah i don't know it sounds like to them i mean i don't think it will be the only time i think it will happen again or some variation of this you know perhaps worse because things tend to escalate when you've been in relationships for longer uh yeah, I, I would leave this person and I would believe anyone down the road who comes out and says this person, you know, touched me or forced themselves or, you know, because yeah, you, I don't want to name it for you, but I want you to look up the definition of rape and tell me if you think that is applicable. So
1: I think it's still hard for a lot of people to wrap their their heads around the fact that partners partners that you're with and usually consent to have sex with every night can rape you Mm -hmm. just because you said yes in the past doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that that's always the case like Mm -hmm. I still think that's so difficult for the most even the most woke people or whatever to really fully realize that and that you can say you can be in the middle of fucking somebody with their dick in you but if you tell them you want their dick out and try to or try to remove the dick and they won't do it mm. that's, that's not cool that's not okay that's that's assault
0: yeah so so those are our thoughts about that i think it's really interesting and important to notice how this person is trying to see if it's forgivable in some way because they obviously have
1: c- exercise some kind of control over the situation and be adult about well they things, they but- want it
0: they want the relationship to work because obviously they're attached to this person or they wouldn't be in a relationship with them in the first place. And they probably live together. So it's probably very um, perhaps catastrophic to upend your life with a breakup and moving out from someone who
1: did this to you. And maybe pull out a little bit at a time.
0: Oh, God. You
1: know, like start making an exit plan. And
0: <laughs> I thought you meant the dick. And I was no. like, that is a dark pun.
1: <laughs> oh, God. No. I mean, like literally sometimes like
0: gallows humor like, again
1: no no I guess, well no. great <laughs> just thinking about rape just me with the that, rape, that puns. rape that rape life um, that rape puns. yeah there might be a good time to start thinking about um yeah just uh dissing just pulling back separating your finances looking for other places to live and mm-hmm. making plans mm-hmm. that don't include them
0: mm-hmm. and also how are you ever going to have a comfortable sex life when you can't trust this person to listen to you when you ask for something that will keep you comfortable safe and not in pain how are you gonna relax in the future you're not you're not so break up with them please you can do it hey friends do you get sore muscles or stiff joints like us how's your skin is it dry itchy irritated bruised or sunburned if so it sounds like you need some nail in your pocket nabalm that's N-A-E-B-A-L-M, is an all-natural skin and body balm handmade right here in Portland. Nabalm products use a base of organic olive oil and beeswax followed by an infusion of therapeutic essential oils, each of which provides all sorts of benefit. Oh yes, and they smell amazing. To learn more, check out nabalm.com or search Nabalm on Facebook or Instagram.
1: Passion by Kate is an award-winning resource for women and couples who crave a more intimate, exciting, and fulfilling sex life. Passion by Kate's affirming writing, workshops, and one-on-one counseling help you create a new level of openness and intimacy with your partner without feeling awkward, twisting yourself into a pretzel, or spending hours a day on intimacy-building activities. Learn more, plus find hashtag freedomandpleasure at passion by Kate, that's K-A-I-T dot Mention this podcast to receive a complimentary 30-minute counseling session when you purchase any Passion by Kate product or service. Do you have sex questions? Do you want help learning new techniques, communicating with a partner, opening a relationship, or exploring kink? Sex and intimacy coach Stella Harris can help. Visit her office in Portland or connect via Skype to take your intimate life to the next level. Learn more and schedule at www.stellaharris.net or follow her on Instagram at Stella Harris erotica.
0: All right. Yeah. Welcome back. Be sure to visit us on patreon.com forward slash strange bedfellows if you want to give us a dollar and see more cool shit like pictures of Jen's face because we don't really
1: (laughs) (laughs) don't put them anywhere else. We don't post them very often. It's underwhelming.
0: Don't worry. <laughs> Stop. How, are, how are our listeners going to believe in themselves if you don't believe in yourself, Jen?
1: Well, because I have plenty of other qualities. <laughs>
0: okay, that's fine. It's just a face. It's just a face. It's just a face. It's just a face, <laughs> just a face mom. <laughs> this is who I am. Uh, so Uber has defined 21 categories of sexual misconduct from leering to rape. This is a Quartz piece written by Allison Griswold. Um, so... This was recently, this was in November of 2018. They have consulted with the National Sexual Violence Resource Center, or the NSVRC. I actually pulled some quotes off that website the other day for the him to protest. (laughs) The him to protest protest. I was protesting him too, and yeah, we're still gonna talk about that. Uh, So they've defined these, and the most minor would be like leering and the most extreme, serious uh, categorization of sexual assault would be non-consensual penetration. Um, So because they had so many problems of sexism and misconduct in 2017, they kicked out some of their senior leaders and they're trying to redo their image, which is great. And also, I thought it was fantastic that they were compiling and trying to describe or explain what these behaviors can actually mean because there is no common definition, this is a quote, there's no common definition of criminal sexual assault across the 50 states or in federal crime statistics and there is no shared understanding of misconduct that may not be criminal in nature. These are some of the people who uh, wrote uh, wrote the list. Um, They say a lack of common definitions and methodology to talk about sexual misconduct compound the problem. And I think they're absolutely right. Okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I fully support this. It's good. And I mean, even, I don't know, I mean, from an Oregon criminal law standpoint, I mean, when I get, I know that a lot of people don't understand. Here we have it by degrees. You'll have like sex abuse one, sex abuse two, sex abuse four. Same with like sexual assault, right? And they kind of all mean different things and people get very confused. Mm-hmm about what that means and the severe I mean even though that being said I'm usually coming from a defense standpoint so I mean it's my own unenviable job to usually be like no no it's really not as bad as it sounds if it did happen Mm -hmm. (laughs) even though sometimes it is or it's worse Mm -hmm. um so but it's but it's important to like it is important to understand the definition because like for example we were kind of chatting about this before the show and I was talking about um What happens when when you're accused of sex abuse and like the difference between how uh, you're charged and treated if they alleged that penetration happened or whether they were touched underneath their clothes on their private areas and whether, you know, it was on top of the clothes.
0: Mm-hmm. So on top of the clothes or under the clothes makes a big difference.
1: Yeah. Things like that make a huge difference. on like, what I think it's like, I can't, as far as like
0: the severity,
1: as far as the severity. And since we're a measure 11 state, then that will also impact your minimum sentence that you uh, measure. 11 was basically a ballot measure back in the nineties. Um, when people were all scared about crime and wanted harsher penalties and were tired of judges giving criminals these lenient sentences, Measure 11 prescribed mandatory minimums for certain violent crimes against persons, person who didn't like sex crimes. Mm-hmm. So, okay. that mean, so that means that if you get convict, charged and convicted of a Measure 11 crime, the judge, there's a little bit of leeway. But, but not you're much. Definitely... they have to give like you're at least going to get like 60 months or whatever the mm. prescribed sentence is okay under measure 11 for the crime you're convicted of okay so
0: thank you uh the him to rally i actually did not know how him to started according to wikipedia which you know probably is right apparently some mom sent out a tweet about her son being afraid to date without being accused of rape and uh The son clarified, I guess he was like a U.S. Navy.
1: Mm, Yeah, and he was like, what the fuck, mom? Yeah, stop it. Um,
0: (laughs) But some of the young conservatives, I hate the term alt-right. I'll reference it every time by saying that I hate it. But those guys, those incel fucks. um, (laughs) So they've really ran with it. And Trump encouraged this. And also with Betsy DeVos, like trying to curb the ability of schools to regulate like how soon a sexual assault accusation is investigated like the Obama protections said that look if you receive federal funding and you're a college then you have to at least address a complaint or an alleged incident within like what 90 days or something right so and she wants to get rid of those to make it harder for the person who the victim to be heard Uh, so anyway the hymn too is about saying that I am concerned about false allegations and that it's not that women are being raped all the time. It's that men are being accused all the time of rape and that the rape's not really happening that much.
1: Well, I mean, I'm less worried about, I mean, yeah, false allegations are pretty rare. I'm more worried about um, lazy prosecutors (laughs) who don't, I mean, seriously, who don't, who maybe have a valid accusation, but really don't, have the evidence to back it up unfortunately like that's where i i mean in my job that's what i see a lot of like there's still like a burden of proof
0: yeah yeah rape stuff is i mean we understand why rape convictions are hard to get because it's often he said she said and you need corroborating evidence but that doesn't make it airtight and you know, even when they do rape kits, they apparently can't afford to test them, which is a separate issue. And I'm not making excuses for any of these things, but this is how they are. Um, so what's interesting about the Him to rally in Portland that happened yesterday uh, as we record this, it was the 17th of November. So you can look it up if you want. But so is Joey Gibson and neo-Nazi white nationalists from Washington and other states that come to downtown Portland and there was about 17 to 25 of them. And apparently it costs the city about a hundred thousand dollars every time they do. I read that recently in a Willamette week article that cool. said that 74% of funds directed for protest management in the city went to Patriot Prayer event. Great.
1: I'm so glad that my fucking tax money goes to that shit. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Oh,
0: what a fucking waste of time. So the police have these huge barricades separating two different parts of uh, about third and Madison you can go down there so uh, Joey Gibson and Patriot Prayer were given their space uh, and Portland and everybody who was protesting it was given their space and we were kept very very apart and this is very very frustrating for a lot of people who just like want to go over there and I mean I'm not gonna lie kick their asses like And it's not like we would go over there and start punching or stabbing, but really what happens is people who show up to protest when they, when they didn't separate us, we were able to get close enough and we were able to shout shit at each other and interact. And it was (laughs) kind of worse. And I understand why the cops want to keep us separate, but looking around and seeing 50 to a hundred riot cops yesterday to protect less than 30 white nationalists who most of them don't even live in the city against 200 to 400 Portlanders protesting. And I couldn't get 10 cops to escort Slutwalk, which is a yearly peaceful demonstration that's held like internationally about sexual assault. Really, I couldn't get that. You spend $100,000 every single fucking time Patriot Prayer comes to town. (sighs) Frustrating. So there was an oppositional protest to that and it was hosted by Pop Mob PDX, facebook.com forward slash pop Mob pdx the democratic socialists of america portland chapter and rose city antifa and they did a great job as always and i don't think anybody got hurt um the cops started pushing us we were definitely a lot more muted this time i think because so many people got hurt last time it was like our job is just to stand here and show opposition to this bullshit we can see from like a half a block away fucking
1: ridiculous
0: you know Freaking your average
1: ridiculous. dude actual false accusations are very fucking rare Mm -hmm. like some woman is not just gonna randomly it's so rare just randomly make up that you rape someone so if you're not a rapist you probably have some have nothing to worry about now what people do where a lot of shit does happen is in the in consensual gray areas when you get drunk and shit happens and don't I don't know, don't totally get consent or take advantage. That's yeah. That's mm-hmm. where you expose yourself to risk. So, you know, if you think that... Mm-hmm. If, if you're you worried think, about that. If you're
0: worried about that, then... Don't, don't have sex with people that are too drunk to give...
1: Yeah, and, or learn to, like, discuss things
0: like a grown-up. Enthusiastic a, consent. A little,
1: you know, a little better. <laughs> and then you have nothing to worry about. So... so
0: it's definitely some people think that him calling it a him too rally was just an excuse to rile people up because he loves doing that, but it's really when they try to make themselves more visible, they're recruiting. They're just mm-hmm. recruiting. Um I mean they're probably doing other things too with oh, Yeah, because think recruiting. of think
1: of the little incel shits that'll be watching that, going, Well, well yeah, because what about him? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that could happen to me too. Mhm. I mean, I was just trying to take a picture up her skirt. Next thing you know, they're saying I'm a rapist. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Well, mm-hmm. I'm not allowed to, like, pat women on the butt anymore. I, mean, I know. Just yeah.
0: giving her a compliment. Uh, good news in Saudi Arabia, <laughs> which is not something I usually say. <laughs> um, women are turning their abayas inside out in protest of having to wear them. So there's all different kinds i don't know hardly jack shit about middle eastern culture but there's all different kinds of cloths robe dresses hoods that these women have to wear burkas i don't know what else they're called somebody informed me Tariq. but abaya is here what they use and most of it either covers everything except for a slit around the eyes or maybe if you live in a more conservative household a very thick fabric covering your entire face so they have twitter over there and the prince uh apparently has been he's the one who let them drive
1: well how nice of him maybe we be fucking
0: cool if he would wouldn't kill you know i know he killed that journalist i know yeah how do you say that journalist last name khashoggi
1: khashoggi yeah
0: yeah so crown prince Mohammed bin salman said the garment was not a legal requirement and that uh women only needed to dress modestly and not necessarily wear abayas so it's good news for the women there yeah it's fucked I mean, up yeah that he killed more, the journalist more of that <laughs> more of that please more, <laughs> more of, the... of that but like
1: maybe less of him yeah. in general
0: yeah oh here's another one we have to work full time with a face veil and abaya because the place is mixed this is a very heavy burden for a person to bear says one woman um, tweeting yeah, from hot Saudi as fuck there? imagine yeah. having
1: to cover yourself there's that. a great
0: book um, ghost written by Jean Sasson. It's called Princess. Uh, oh, it's I read that part. It's part autobiography as told to the journalist, the British lady who wrote it. But it's a woman who is in the royal family, I believe, under this prince. Uh, and she wrote it about 30 years ago. And yeah, she says it's miserable. <laughs> and women can't wait to, to derobe and sit amongst each other where they can talk, like away from the men, when they ever get to do that, if they ever get to do that. So. Yay, Saudi Arabia. But the things they still can't do unless a husband, father, brother, or son, or male guardian gives permission is applying for passports, traveling abroad. That is partly according to Princess Book so that the women can't escape. Right. Yeah. Getting married, opening a bank account, starting certain businesses, getting elective surgery, or leaving prison. Oh. Yeah. Pretty fucked up. But uh, good things on the horizon so far with this prince, as far as women are concerned. <laughs> Maybe not journalists. Uh, all right. So we're going to have to talk about some more sex stuff on the after show. That sounds good. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Check us out. Patreon.com forward slash strange bedfellows. For more Strange Bedfellows, check us out on Patreon.com forward slash and become a supporter for access to behind-the-scenes material and extra content. My name is Elle Stanger, and you can find me at stripperwriter.com and on Instagram at stripperwriter.
1: My name is Jen. You can reach me on strangebedfellowspdx.com.